The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But we got what it takes for the cycle to break. Revolution is in me. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Untamed and Unashamed podcast. This is a place where together we can navigate through life's ups and downs with all of the vulnerability, compassion, and openness that we can muster. Along with the help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning, and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are, while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce, and I'm so grateful that you're here. So we're going to talk a bit about tantric sex in this episode, and just all tantric practices that affect life. And so I wanted to share with you what I've learned lately in my course with Layla Martin on what differentiates tantric sex from other forms. So holistic sex is sex where you include all parts of yourself. It can include healing, tears, personal growth, emotions, and so on. It might also include an energetic phenomenon. Sacred sexuality is when you have sex with the intention to activate spiritual states of consciousness. Having energy phenomenon during sex, opening third eye during sex, heartgasms, seeing your partner as divine during sex. Tantric sex is everything that holistic sex is with an element of that sacred sexuality. It can include divine states of consciousness, energetic orgasms, rituals, etc. For tantric sex, you must first wake up to holistic and sacred sexuality first. The intention is that sex is being used for enlightenment, so it's the intention that makes it different. Tantric sex is one step beyond sacred sexuality because of the particular intention of enlightenment. This brings tantric spiritual awakening. And we're going to dig deeper into the tantric practices today with our guest. She is a teacher of the tantric arts and a feminine embodiment coach. She has devoted her life to deep soul transformation, and at the core of her work, she is here to expand others on every possible level to support the death of what no longer serves them in order to rebirth them into the woman they came here to be. She grew up in a mainstream society, ticked all the boxes of society's expectations, finished university, and ended up working in women's fashion, magazines, and advertising. Exploring these realms of unhealthy femininity, superficiality, and emphasis on external beauty only reinforced her battle with her eating disorder and her depression. She spent just over four years in the corporate jungle, then answered the call of her heart towards holistic health and yoga. 
She began as a qualified nutritionist specializing in women's eating disorders and body image. However, found the missing link was always in sexuality. From here, she was introduced to the temple arts and tantra. She later spent much time in India training in tantra, yoga, and dance. For the past nine years, she has been devoted to transformation and has apprenticed with shamans, tantricas, and spiritual teachers. She is the founder of Tantric Alchemy School of Awakening Arts, and as the founder of this school of consciousness, she is devoted to show up as a voice of the taboo and anchoring the light into the darker aspects of human nature, sexuality, menstruation, death, emotions, in order to free ourselves from our limitations and reclaim our innate power. I'm so excited to have her on today. Please help me welcome Nadine Lee to Untamed and Unashamed. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. I've been um, trying to get my partner to sign up for your men's workshop for quite a while. <laughs> so I'm so excited to to be able to pick your brain on that and so many other things. And um, I attended your Austin event. Magnetic mm. woman. Nisha. Yeah, I had I had Nisha on a couple months ago and shared what that event was like and how amazing it was, but. Um, for those who haven't already listened to that episode, uh, we dove into Ayurvedic medicine and into Tantra. And then we did a practice where I think there was about 30 of us where we used the jade egg and did some breath work. And it was so amazing to hear, you know, some women laughing, some crying, some actually orgasming. And then Mm -hmm. I had a handful of friends that, that joined that night and all of them took away something that was just so profound for them in their own sexuality. A lot of them um, felt like for the first time they had entered themselves slowly and mm-hmm. like took their time and how healing that was for them. And and it really kind of embarked them on a new journey with their sexuality. So I'm really thankful mm-hmm. for the medicine that you brought here to Austin. Yeah, you're welcome. I loved that event so much. It was so beautiful. Yeah, it really was. And I have a lot of questions for you today. So I'll dive right in and we'll just see what we can fit in. But I think maybe first, um, a good question would be, what does it mean and look like to do sacred sexuality in our work? Mm, I mean, a lot of what you, yeah, what you just shared, like what you experienced at that event, that magnetic woman, and specifically that practice the jade egg practice is a really powerful tool and how that kind of looks you said how does it look it looks different for everyone you know but that's a practice that is really um yeah giving women I I feel the biggest benefit and the biggest takeaway women take from that practice beyond all the other energetic benefits is that um you know the entering inserting the egg really slowly Mm -hmm. And that being like a whole new way of rewiring their sexuality and realizing, you know, how many times potentially they haven't been a full fuck yes to something entering their body temple, you know, a man, a man's lingam, (laughs) even like tampons, you know, when you're a teenager and just like Mm -hmm. getting your period and it's like, you just told you just put up a tampon. There's no like real tuning in with your body. Is that, is that a yes or a no? Mm. So that practice, I mean, even just for myself, that was a huge 
benefit of the jade egg practice mm-hmm. that I experienced and I know a lot of women experience that too is like wow I got to actually feel if my body wanted this egg inside of me or not and sometimes you know women in those when I teach that they'll have a no and it's like you know they're not wanting to put anything inside of themselves that in that session and that's part of the healing is saying no and honoring and choosing yeah from an empowered place what you receive inside of you in that Mm -hmm. sacred vessel your yoni your womb you know so um that's a huge part of it and it really is like it's a journey to becoming embodied and feeling attuned to your body because you know you you might say to someone oh yeah ask your yoni if it's a yes or a no like sometimes I would I would share that in a ceremony or ask a client and they're like I don't even know what that means like I don't feel connected to my yoni my vagina at all so that in itself is like a journey is like coming into your body feeling Mm -hmm. the sensations feeling the attunement to your own body first Mm -hmm. and letting that dictate and um and it just changes everything it changes who you are attracted to who you want to even like blink an eye at (laughs) let alone date you know so yeah it's really becoming yeah from the head into the body and Mm -hmm. becoming way more attuned yeah and I'm curious also I know you get asked this a lot but once you start waking up to that and you start practicing that sacred sexuality or um, tantric energy, how how do we invite our men into that? Especially if it's like, it almost feels like that's not what they signed up for if we weren't on that path already when they started dating us. Um, yeah, so really it just, it just, the more you are connected to your body as a woman and to your desires and, um, to your attunement and to your sacredness of your vessel, then that's going to really dictate the dynamic that plays out because, you know, the masculine energy is penetrative just by nature and it's just going to go for what it wants. And a lot of men have been taught how to make love through porn. Mm-hmm. So if a woman hasn't really like felt the sacredness of her body and what actually feels good, then she's often going to just default into what he wants and mm-hmm then realize after that it's happened, like, oh, I feel kind of gross. Like, I just feel like I was basically just could have been an Asian tool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's exactly it. And and it's really, I mean, that could be a catalyst for a lot of women to really go on that journey. It's like this, something doesn't feel right with this mm-hmm. dynamic. And, um, yeah, so it's like as a woman doing that own internal work and um, – reclaiming your sacredness of your body of your sexuality um for yourself first and also learning how to pleasure yourself first Mm. is a huge thing because if you don't know like what feels good then it's going to be hard to kind of guide your man you know into that and you know it's not about being his teacher or like dictating to him but you know there's certain ways you can show like what feels good what doesn't feel good like with your body Mm -hmm as opposed to with words, sometimes words are necessary. Like if, you know, if they're crossing boundaries, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's, it's really attuning to your own 
needs and desires in your body first and pleasure first and foremost and that really guides the man just by default you know yeah um I know when I about three years ago when I started dating my partner I still had a lot of sexual trauma and just well, it, it was very, very repressed. I came from a lot of religious shame, had multiple sexual assaults. And it just was about a year and a half ago that I stepped onto the path of really healing that and becoming sexually liberated and really diving into Kundalini and Tantra through your work and Layla Martin and Mama Gina. And so I'm a completely different woman in this last year and a half because, I'm, as you know, like sexual development, it's like the true work. That's when it really like changes everything. And mm -hmm. Um, I know for my partner, when I really wanted to start doing Kundalini and tantric practices with him, a big hindrance is that he had an aversion to Kundalini because of how it's affiliated with snakes and mm -hmm. which I think is some religious dogma and programming there, but he says he just doesn't like them. Um, and I know I've seen tons of videos of you like basically cuddling with snakes and <laughs> before your Instagram was um, taken down, you had a post about snakes and how basically our relationship to snakes is like our relationship with power. I think it was. And I'm so mm -hmm. sad that your Instagram was taken down and I know I've had so many screenshots of it, but I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on that or whatever your thoughts were like, that's just a little example of what maybe some women may encounter not that example verbatim, but there's just little like things that maybe will come up in our partnership when we try to bring them into this work with us. Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I feel, I mean, my, I used to have the same fear around snakes, you know, growing mm -hmm. up in the city, you wouldn't really see snakes just slithering down the street. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, um, I went and lived in the forest in Byron Bay in Australia for a year. This was like maybe, I don't know, eight years ago. And I had this huge python, like this three-meter python. Just one day I was meditating out on the balcony and this python just slithered past me. And I was just like frozen. Like <laughs> it, was, it, it was so scary. And um, that was kind of like the start of my relationship uh, like this new form of relationship with that serpent mm. energy mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the snake apparently it actually lived under my house. My house was like a cabin on stilts and it, its nest was literally under my bed. Wow. Like under the house, you know. <laughs> so it would come up every now and then and just say hello and, you know, never came in the house, never harmed me or anyone. It was just like pythons are really gentle, you know, they're actually protecting you from the poisonous snakes. So, oh. Yeah, so that was kind of like the first introduction into it. So I can understand, you know, when you've grown up very detached from nature, especially any wild animal is kind of like, whoa, you know, and the association with it being deadly. There are deadly snakes. They can kill you if you, they bite you. But um, really what it symbolizes on a more spiritual and metaphysical level is that, yeah, the kundalini energy, which is our life force energy which is laying dormant, you know, in, in the base of the spine. This is what all Kundalini yoga, Tantra yoga even talks about any text from these ancient practices. Um, 
it's lying dormant at the base of the spine and the practice is really a design to purify the channel like our body vessels so that kundalini energy this serpent energy can move up the spine and once it moves up the spine then that's when we kind of you know awaken to our true powers all our chakras come online and really are in harmony and in balance there's there's no imbalances and um that's really yeah like the goal of tantra and yoga and so the media and the religion and all these things have are really designed to make us have the snake as this like fearful animal because then we fear our power yeah you know it's like all about symbolism in these like you know the mainstream media and like the religions all these the governments that want to keep us kind of like dulled down mm-hmm. you know so if we actually realized the true power of that energy and started to really if we all awakened that energy within us like we would be naturally artists naturally healers like living at our optimal potential we wouldn't abide to any restrictions and things that just make no sense at all mm-hmm. and do not serve love or like the evolution of humanity so you know these powers know that and it's mm-hmm. like um yeah so that's why so many people Which, yeah and that's like ultimately too like so much of what the the bible's narrative is is like keeping us from that and so it makes sense that they even like used a serpent as that uh, story in adam and eve like that was the symbol and so that you know like it's it I, I know like the Adam and Eve story could be a metaphor or some people believe that it actually happened, but either way, like the snake being the one that like kind of invited them into that uh, biting of the knowledge, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it totally makes sense that like, that was like the very first story in the Bible. And then so much yeah. of what happens in the Bible is, is trying to suppress that power from being reached within. Um, yeah. And even like how it's, you know, that, um, an Adam and Eve story it's like just that in itself is creating this fragment between the feminine and masculine it's like yeah. oh the woman came from the man <laughs> no the feminine was the creator and yeah. then also the fragment between Eve and Lilith so it's like this fragment between the good girl and the and the, the seductress the whore and it's mm-hmm. like you know that you have to be either one or the other and the one that's the bad girl she gets shunned from you know, the garden. And it's like, oh, we just want the girl that's obedient and good. She's the one that we can keep in the garden. And it's like that in itself is a primary tactic, you know, from the start of like Genesis to suppress the feminine, keep her good, keep her obedient, Mm -hmm. keep her under control because when women are actually awakened to the truth, you know, yeah, there's no stopping. And it's like, it leads the, the direction of consciousness and humanity and raises the children who are awake. They're not you're not reproducing these children who then become sheep and we're just mm-hmm. making more and more sheep in this yeah. society. So yeah, it's really, it's really deep. And um, yeah, just how the Bible and these things and media just really are carefully using symbolism and distortion to keep us, keep the sexuality suppressed, keep the feminine yeah. suppressed and you know, yeah. if we're all sexually awakened, we really can't be controlled at all. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to dig in with you about how, 
You've spoken about how healing our relationship with our biological father causes true connection to the divine masculine to also be restored. And I wanted to see if you can go into some of that with us. It's really timely for me. My, um, my biological father was in and out of jail. He was a drug addict. He was extremely violent, um, chased me off a third story patio when I was only like three. And so he really wasn't around. And then when I was 12, um, I started going to a youth group and the youth pastor basically became my father figure. He was who I gave all the Father's Day cards to. And he just passed away on Friday. And Mm -hmm. so I'm dealing with a lot or digging into that father wound, but also I left the church about 13 years ago. So these past 13 years, I haven't really been around him much. It's been like a text here and there. So there's so much father wounds opening up this week in particular, like grieving his death, but also grieving that part of the story. Um, So I'd love to hear just anything you have to say about healing our, our father wound and how that, how that um, shapes our relationship with the masculine and the divine masculine and God even. Mm, yeah I mean it really is is the core of a lot of this and um you know ultimately it's like yeah when we're born we have that kind of projection of God of the the divine masculine on our father and Mm -hmm. you know if we have you know experiences that aren't really of like a pure nature or like a God-like nature then we start to kind of I guess, lose faith in God, you know, that can happen. And it's mm-hmm. like, but wait, you were meant to be the God figure, you know, the father. And um, really, I think that's why a lot of women and men, men turn to religion because it's like, well, I'm going to, they're seeking to connect to God, essentially, like the purity of God without religion, without all the weird dogma and all that fundamentalism. It's like connecting to source. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeking. And um, you know, there is a purity in that and like really good intentions for most of us that join these, you know, institutions, but it's like, yeah. So finding that connection to source, to God is really key. I feel first and foremost as a woman and a man, but like as woman, really healing that relationship and feeling what that pure divine masculine energy feels like, you know, mm. for you. And that's a personal path however you feel most connected to source to god Mm -hmm. and then i feel it's like um then really coming into looking at yeah your relationship to your father and just bringing in like forgiveness and also releasing any of those expectations that were kind of shattered you know of who he should have been you know when i did that with my dad like let go of um, what I desperately longed for in him, you know, it kind of freed up so much energy and mm. it's like pure forgiveness. And I could just see him as if, as a man, like beyond, you're my father, you should be like this. Mm-hmm. So I felt like compassion, deeper compassion for him. And then it kind of, yeah, allowed for, um, like you said, you had the pastor as like a male figure. I had some it was like a yoga teacher a few yoga teachers actually who kind of played that role for me and it was like bringing in yeah just like a healthy father energy that I really longed for so my nervous system system could feel that like oh this is what it feels like healthy father energy you know Mm -hmm. 
And then from there, it was like learning to refather myself and bring in like a relationship to with my inner masculine and what that looks like, what that feels like. How do I protect myself? How do I provide for myself? Clearing out any distortions and judgments around the masculine, mm. past lovers from what my dad was like and all the things. And then um, that kind of is the key core work for women, you know, to really come into like a healthy relationship with the outside masculine because, you know, yeah. we're holding this, we've got this lens of like what a man is going to, is like according to what we've experienced and that's all we're going to see. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's deep work. It's like, yeah, I can't really explain it right now in this short amount of time. Yeah. Could you, could you all maybe go into how, how it also affects how we do business in life? Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it's like that father energy, you know, often that he's the role of the provider for the family mm-hmm. and the protector for the family, you know. So if there, if you never really saw that shown or like played out, you know, as a woman, if your father was like, I don't know, he didn't provide or whatever, then it can really show up in how you, yeah, like execute things in your business, Mm. you know, like maybe there isn't like a strong drive to provide for yourself and you might externalize that for, to other men to provide for you. It's like expected, you know, that Mm. they should provide because my dad never did. So, and I don't know how to provide for myself, so you should provide for me. So that's, you know, not really like healthy, Mm. kind of codependent. Um, and yeah, like I just feel it also links in with, um, our business in terms of, um, like, oh, I was speaking to a friend yesterday about this. It was like this unhealthy masculine running in a lot of women. And it's like, what we're seeing, I feel is a lot of unhealthy wounded masculine running in women showing up in business where women are quantifying, finding their worth in the numbers. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, I'm a seven figure this, I'm an eight figure this. And it's like all about numbers. Yeah. And for me, that seems like a really unhealthy expression of the patriarchy. It's like mm. all about numbers. It's not about the depth, which is the feminine, like the soul, which is the feminine. And yeah. you can feel it in mm. a lot of businesses and, when it's so much emphasis on that, it just feels like it's, again, just another like patriarchal expression. And yeah. we're not, um, our worth isn't dependent upon how much money we make, mm-hmm. a man or a woman, you know? And um, I'm all about financial liberation for women, but like I really, I never really like to share about numbers because I don't want to buy into that metric system, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's coming, I feel, a lot from, like, women running wounded masculine energy. It's like, mm-hmm. this is my sense of worth, how, how, money, how much money I earn, you know? And yeah. I've, yeah, I've, I've sometimes felt like it kind of come into my psyche and I'm catch it. I'm like, no, like, this is not, I don't want to buy into this. Like, I'm. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that come up lately, like, and I wasn't sure if it was, like, my own financial wounding, but when I see the. Um, how to make a million dollars as a coach, I kind of feel like, well, I want to, I want to learn how to um, really transform 
people's deep inner pain into healing. Like I want to, I want to learn all of those things. Like, sure. I do need to learn the business side and the marketing. Cause that's, I have no clue. And I, I, that's something I really need to work on, but that is a marketing tactic for me. I'm always, I always feel like this weird resistance of like, I want to know more about like how many, not how many as in numbers, but like how many clients had their lives changed, you know, like that's, mm. but I also understand that like, we need the, a lot of us that have these desires don't have the business side of things. And that's, so there's that part of it, but you, I know you teach that money flow is directly linked to the relationship with the feminine. So there's like that masculine and then the feminine. And um, if I'm not mistaken, what you teach is that when sexual energy is circulating, then wealth is. And so I'm curious how, how do we make sure that our sexual energy is circulating and, and um, our relationship with the feminine, is that kind of like the mother wound or just with women in general? I feel like my last year, my income doubled and it, I, it wasn't like, yes, I made six figures, but it was like, oh, I can put my kids in Montessori. Like I, I don't have to be a, a stressed out, you know, mom, basically it was more about liberation for me. And then this year so far, it's like been more than cut in half. So I don't know if there's something energetically changing. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like my sexual energy is definitely circulating, but not really sure what's going on. Yeah, I think like one of the biggest things is really, really looking at um, our sense of our relationship to abundance, because, mm. you know, you can be making like, like I know if, some people, some friends of mine who make like a, an eighth of what I make, but their mindset is so abundant mm. and they're always living in abundance. And then there's people who make maybe eight times me and they're living in lack. Mm. So what I think really has been a big shift, like when I really went into the feminine work was really looking at abundance in terms of plugging into the true matrix of the the womb like the earth matrix so when I feel when I felt like a deepening into my body into my womb space and really like feeling a deep deeper connection to the earth I felt that true abundance and I'm like okay I have this connection this is the real abundance like this earth this planet sustains me the, the mother the feminine whereas if you're operating from your masculine consciousness like the mind you're in like you know that hamster wheel and that's where you know you can make all this money but you still feel lack and it's Mm -hmm. never good enough because it's just like it's it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy and just (laughs) it doesn't feel like it's substantial because yeah maybe it is just like focusing on the dollars it's not about oh I actually gave something huge transformation and and then I felt the flow because yeah there is so much focus on that it's like that's what I often look at. It's like, yeah, how to be a seven figure coach. Amazing. But what are you giving for that? Mm-hmm. Like, You've got to give substance. Like you can't just one day want to be a coach and expect to make seven figures. And mm-hmm. you've got no, like as a life coach and you're, you haven't even lived your life. You might be like 20 years old or something. It's like, um, you need to actually give substance in order to, so it's, it's like more about focusing on the inner work the Mm -hmm. inner landscape the inner abundance space and from that place 
you give from that place and then the abundance always flows. And for me, like my journey has been like over the past 12 years and it's been at the start, it was never about money at all. I was just like, I want to go deep into my psyche, into my soul. Mm -hmm. I'm so passionate. And then like, you know, five years in, that's when my business like started to blow up because I took time. Yeah, I wasn't like in this, I need to get rich quick. It was like mm. this slow build. And I feel that's more substantial because it's like, it's built on a solid foundation. Yeah, Cause you know, you see a lot of people who get money quick and then they lose it because yeah. they don't know how to hold that amount of energy. And so mm. our culture is just so obsessed with like quick, everything's got to be quick, Yeah, you know? quick enlightenment, quick money. It's like that. And I think that's where the healthy masculine comes in. It's like, the healthy masculine builds the foundation, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like the Capricorn energy, which is the divine father archetype. It's like building, like building mm -hmm. foundation and then like, and then the fruits bear over time. Mm -hmm. It's not this boy energy, which is rush quick. Let's get the money fast. And it's like, yeah. but no one wants to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just wants the, how to make a million dollars in five days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's no secret that shame-free sex and pleasure are powerful avenues to deeper connections and an overall sense of well-being. And accessible, expertly designed toys can play a big part in getting you there and making you feel more alive. Dame is leading a sexual wellness revolution as a women-powered resource for game-changing pleasure products and supportive content. Started by a sex educator and an engineering Liz, Dame develops her products based on research and feedback from people like you. They're making better sexual experiences and more pleasure available to all. Dame's easy-to-use toys and accessories are made with body-safe, doctor-approved materials and smart design principles, and they've earned glowing praise from the New York Times, the Today Show, and many more including me. Whether you're looking to shake things up with your partner or upgrade your self-care routine, they've got something for every nightstand. Even better, Dame offers three-year warranties and hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. And I will guarantee you satisfaction because I use their products myself. They're amazing. My favorite one is their suction toy. I call it the clit sucker, but it's uh, spelt A-E-R, it's called AIR. It's a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. It creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris so you can go all the way right away. Guys, I have like eight to 10 orgasms almost every time I use it. I use it during sex and in my own pleasure practice. You will not be disappointed. They're also sending me a bunch of their other products, so I'll keep you updated. But as of right now, this one's my favorite and I highly recommend it. Go to dameproducts.com and use code JADE today for 15% off your order with Dame. Now on with the show. Yeah. How to have $10,000 months when they just, yeah, they just started it. Um, so I want to go back. In the very beginning, you were talking about Jade eggs and it's so interesting. I need to take your course on, on, um, the, you know, where you go into the jade egg work, um, at your event, I had, I don't know what type of orgasm. It was very intense. <laughs> and I know we did breath work that, um, probably released a lot of DMT as well, but at home, it's like, I can't get it to do much. It's really, so I need to take your course where I'm sure you lead people through what you did at the, the event. But, 
I'm curious about using the jade egg, not only for manifestation, like what we, you know, manifestation in many things, not just financial, but also about um, how to use the jade egg to heal, like to heal sexual trauma. And I know you talked about how since you started using it, you look younger, it's like toned your face more. So um, yeah, I'd love to hear about what you teach around the jade egg. And then of course, people, if they want to go deeper, um, you have, can't remember which course it is where you dive into the jade egg work. Yeah, we do it in, um, in all the courses, but oh, okay. the, the live, oh, the ones that are self-paced, uh, the pleasure principles and the creatress. Yeah. So those two. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, basically, um, what was the question? Sorry. What are the practices? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious just about like using a jade egg not only for manifestation but for healing sexual trauma like it's so interesting that this little jade egg has so much power yeah 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 so basically like the properties of the egg are really healing in itself like because it's a crystal so Mm -hmm. the nephrite jade is what um you used and what I always suggest women start with because its properties are so um powerful and it's a healing stone Mm-hmm. And it's also the most balanced in the yin and yang energies. Uh-huh. So, you know, some other stones like obsidian are more yang because it's more fire. And then rose quartz is like a yin frequency. So mm-hmm. jade is the perfect balance of that. And um, it also works with activating your ovaries and your uh, kidneys. Mm-hmm. So because the frequency of the jade just it's like that's a that's the the organs that it works with specifically those meridians so um basically yeah like because you're using it internally and because of the stone properties and you're doing certain movements with it and certain breathing practices with it and massaging internally with this you know crystal egg it's it's helping release any tension within the yoni walls in general because mm. you know just like any tension any trauma we get it gets stored in the cells in the muscles in the body so if you've had sexual trauma you're going to have you know often some tenseness or tightness or like stuck stagnant emotion or numbness inside of the vaginal walls so mm. by using this to you know massage the internal walls it really helps like release any of that stuck energy and stuck emotions. Mm. And so, you know, sometimes it can be using the jade egg can be like a really cathartic experience or emotional experience because things are being released. And then Mm. other times it can be like you experience like orgasmic, you know? Yeah. So it's always different every time, but yeah, I feel it's one of the most powerful tools to heal if you have had sexual abuse or sexual trauma because you're doing the practice because that's part of it. It's like if you've had like sexual trauma or sexual abuse, um, which I had I had as well when I was six. So mm-hmm. you know I can speak into this, like going to someone to do a yoni massage or some practice on you, often what I experienced was like re-traumatizing because because wow. I, I didn't trust fully like some person I only really just met like you know and it's like when I found the jade I was like oh I can actually work with this 
myself and I feel safe in my own home. I'm not like worried about like, you know, what this person is doing or if I trust them, you know, because it's like if there's been sexual abuse, sexual trauma, it's like really rebuilding that sense of safety in your body and um, owning your yes and your no and, um, and yeah, that comes with, I feel, by doing this practice on your own, you know, yeah. not having to, yeah, deal with like someone else's interference in that. Although yeah. I feel I've worked with couples and I feel like when couples like when the man will do like a yoni massage on his partner, that can be really powerful because you already have a foundation of, you know, a relationship of trust and safety. So you can do work mm-hmm. with your partner with healing. Mm-hmm. But going to some random yoni masseuse, like you've got to wonder, like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't even see it. <laughs> like I'm always like, why would a woman pay a man to massage their yoni? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense like yeah <laughs> um what are his intentions yeah you know like it's Mother. very hard. yeah it's like very hard I feel for men to do that without mm-hmm. feeling turned on yeah and so interesting supported. yeah um I haven't heard much of that I have um I know a lot of people who do the opposite it's women mm-hmm. who do um you know, that type of massage on a man to help release energy or to teach him how to edge or those types of things. But I'm, I'm the opposite. I can see how it can be a bit re-traumatizing. Um, so I'm curious too, with that, um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it would be using the jade egg or not, but you, you've talked about how like female archetypes dwell in different places of the yoni. So like when we connect to that place of the yoni, is that a way of kind of cultivating that archetype in our life? Um, yeah, like, so I kind of, I teach that in the in the pleasure principles. And I mean, it's not like, you know, definite, like that archetype is there, but I, I felt like there is some resonance. So for example, you know, like the maiden archetype, feels like a clitoral orgasm because that's Mm. usually like you know um where we first experience pleasure is like in the clitoris and it's like in our maiden years Mm -hmm. so it feels like that's where we can really reclaim that archetype and explore that Mm -hmm. and then it's like I feel because of the nature of the g-spot orgasm being like uh you know really like wild and like you know even the act of when the g-spot is stimulated like squirting and female ejaculation like that's mm-hmm. it's wild it's messy and that feels like to me when I've experienced that it's like activating my wild woman mm. energy and that archetype yeah. and then the other one I kind of talk about is the mystic or priestess which is the cervix you mm. know because that's that when I when you look at it from like a biological perspective it's like um you know, it's, it's just sitting there in between the womb and in the yoni canal, which is kind of like it's the bridge between the two worlds, like the conscious, which is the out, outside the cervix, and then the unconscious, which is the womb space. So it's kind of like that bridge between the worlds, which is what, you know, a priestess is. She's like the bridge between the worlds. And it's a very, it can activate a very mystical, those kind of transcendental orgasms when you have yeah. cervical orgasm. Mm. So... Yeah, you know, it's like it's fun to explore those archetypes through those different orgasms and um, yeah. 
That's what I teach in the pleasure principles. I wanted to just quickly go into men's sexual energy and um, maybe what does it mean for a man to master that, to master his sexual energy? And um, also maybe if we could talk about why ejaculation control can benefit their purpose and their relationship, what, like how it does that. Mm. Yeah, so really I feel um, for men it's really important because, you know, they're, they're not like women in terms of like when we have orgasms as women, we actually get more energy, we gain energy. And we can have multiple orgasms, you know, in one sexual session. Whereas with men, it's like when they orgasm and ejaculate, like lose, you know, the fluids, they actually lose energy because Mm -hmm. it's their life force energy, which is leaving their body, the energy that creates a child. So it's very powerful energy. So if a man doesn't know how to um circulate that then he's going to be ejaculating a lot and he's going to be losing a lot of energy and as men get older they can't actually afford to lose that much semen you know mm-hmm. declines as they get older because they're you know so you know men can orgasm without ejaculating basically mm-hmm. and that's what the tantric practices um teach men to do Mm-hmm. and it's really powerful and when a man's mastered that it feels as though you know he he has choice he has choice he's not at the mercy of that yeah. energy. and it's also not kind of like his sexual energy is just out of control and he's just being like led and deluded and seduced here there and everywhere because mm-hmm. he's having, like he's just in that that energy the the primal lust energy you know so if a man's in that and, you know, men who watch a lot of porn, they're basically getting their life force drained. Yeah. That's what porn is designed to do. Essentially. Mm-hmm. It's like making women, making the whole experience just so detached from sacredness and from real intimacy. And then because of all the stimulation, you know, they get, they ejaculate so many times and their life force is just being drained and drained and drained. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for men, it's very important to master that energy because, um, yeah, when they're circulating their sexual energy and have choice when they ejaculate, then they're um, more focused and, you know, they can actually be serving, like, um, in terms of, like, doing a job that they love, not just working for someone, like, mm-hmm. their bills. Like, they're really, like, step deeper into their power, into their creator power, into their masculine power. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, how it benefits women, it's like, well, obviously you become a better lover because you're not just going to ejaculate like straight away. Mm-hmm. You can last longer because as women, we take so much longer to warm up. And like, I think it's the average time is like around, you know, 30 to 40 minutes for a woman oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, to warm up and like be ready to orgasm. Whereas men, they can orgasm within five minutes. Yeah. It's like shorter. So they need to actually learn how to slow it down mm-hmm. so that we can go longer. Cause yeah, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. It's like a guy just ejaculates straight away and you're just yeah. like, well, I was just yeah. like getting started. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, your woman's not going to be happy yeah. <laughs> or satisfied in that way. So um, yeah, it, it just benefits in so many ways. Yeah. 
Um, so you, you've said that, you know, we like brought up in the very beginning about bringing men into this, um, like initiating them into it. And it is like a need of ours. And you talk about like getting your needs met the feminine way. And I, th I think what you mean is like, exp like through our expression, right? Like how we express. Mm -hmm. um, but you talk about how to deny the to deny the dark is to deny the feminine. So how does that like tie in? Is it like, is the feminine way a bit dark? Like, is it, um, is it because it's so, there's so much depth or, um, yeah, how does that flow together? Yeah, I just want to, there's many questions right there. So which one do you want me to I know, I'm having a hard time, because uh, I, I have so many questions wrapped up in that one. So, so getting our needs met in the feminine way, whereas like if we're trying to get a man to slow down, to not ejaculate, to edge, to um, get us there, you know, um, before he just finishes and, and um, also like we're just wanting him to bring in his presence. So us getting that need met in the feminine way, I imagine would be um, really expressing, like showing all of our emotion but at times that can probably feel a bit dark. And so is that what you mean also by like to deny the dark is to deny the feminine? Did yeah. I articulate that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to be expressing your needs in a like dark or wild mm -hmm. way. Like it's more like to prolong that process. It really requires you, I feel the woman to be really in touch with her depth because there's a level of presence that's mm -hmm. required and that ability to even just look into your partner's eyes and like hold the presence and breathe together. Mm. So, you know, as a woman to be in touch with that depth of intimacy within ourself first, mm -hmm. which can seem dark, I guess, you know, because it's like, it's not just light and fluffy and like surface yeah. level, you know, it's like, mm. depth. and that's the feminine. The feminine is the substance. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's like holding presence with him. You know, a lot of the times if you're making love and he's just like going into like into the act of it, mm -hmm. slowing him down, like looking into his eyes and just like being like, hey, like, hey, baby, like let's like just like and then capturing his eyes and just starting to kind of look into his eyes and breathe together. And then with that, that will slow him down and you're not even saying anything. It's mm -hmm. just bring your breath, mm -hmm. the ability to hold space and like invite him deeper into himself because you know, often he can, yeah, just go into like the frenzy of it or like the yeah. excitement of it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's really key yes. holding that depth within yourself, yeah. And I think so many people are, um, like to think of the dark, like so many people are afraid of that because it feels like, well, what might be there? Like what might be in the dark, you know? Mm. So um, I love too, though, the thought that like, um, it's actually not, it's not scary. It's just um, past the surface level light fluffiness, you know? Yeah. Um, so the two audience questions, one was, um, she says, I have amazing orgasms on my own, but cannot have an orgasm with my partner. Where do I begin to heal this? Yeah, I would say it's really something to do with um, 
the relationship obviously to the masculine and maybe like some just intimacy blocks you know because it's like being with yourself is one thing but then like sharing that with another um is is the next step and um yeah looking at the father wound your relationship to the masculine and um also maybe even reclaiming some of that like I guess the dark feminine which is like you know she's just running her own erotic energy for herself and it's not about the performance or what it looks like it's just being witnessed in your erotic pleasure so you know there's certain things I would suggest like maybe doing like erotic dance like for him and being witnessed just in your dance in your erotic energy yeah that takes a lot of courage yeah yeah and like starting with that would be a good first intro into kind of just being witnessed in Mm. your full erotic energy and then that will kind of like open up the deeper gateway into you know running pleasure through through having sex and orgasming while you're with your partner yeah that's awesome yeah thank you so um the second question and the last question from the audience was nadine recently posted about oral sex as a portal for a woman how can we use oral sex as a portal i know it's kind of a big question (laughs) is it i'm thinking they're wondering like is it something that they need to put themselves in a certain mindset or open up to before the oral sex or Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's really just, um, I wrote about that just sharing about how it's a deep space of surrendering, you know, to the masculine through that space and bringing in like that devotion through that act, you know, and really um, going into a trance-like state. Like I feel so basically what I, I remember I shared about when we're when we're born, you know how babies like suck their thumb and mm-hmm. then they suck on the breast, mm-hmm. like that's stimulating their the upper palate of their roof of their mouth. Mm-hmm. And when you stimulate that, your life force is flowing really strongly through your body mm. it's like in, a, in a really strong circuit. And that's we were actually in the womb. We have our tongue there, and we're really in that pure prana, pure life force in the mm. womb. And so when we, you know, we're born and then we suck the thumb and then suck on everything and, you know, so when you're giving oral sex to a man, I feel like it's stimulating that same neural pathway and that same action. And like it, like, I feel like going into a trance, you know, because it's like, whoa, like all this energy's moving and like his life force, like his, um, you know, lingam, like his pure consciousness is literally in in your mouth like you're receiving like in an yeah just in another way like obviously you know we receive it through our yoni and that's really Mm. powerful but this is like also receiving it I feel in the throat helps with women to clear out I found it helped clear out blocks around speaking my truth because like wow masculine like pure energy like throat chakra so Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so interesting because um you know typically when we're using something like a clit sucker or a womanizer or whatever and we have we want typically I feel like it would feel best if something was inserted 
into us like a cervical wand or um, a lingam, you know, like it feels like that would be what would bring us to orgasm. But for me, for some reason, from uh, using that clit sucker or um, stimulation there, having do, having it during oral while I'm performing oil, oral is like the most electrifying orgasm for me. And it does, it puts me in like a trans-like state. And it's almost like for me, it's almost like I enjoy that more than the actual sex because it's, I don't know, there's something about having it in my mouth instead of having it in my money. It's so interesting. So really cool to hear you <laughs> articulate and confirm that for me. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's really powerful. And, um, you know, if you look into like the tigress, uh, the white tigress and Taoist Dao- tantra practices, mm-hmm. a lot of them, their teachings, I've studied a little bit of it, but they always, they often talk about uh, as women giving as, as a tantric Dallas Tantrika, they would give oral more than actual penetration because they believe that like a lot of penetration um, can like age you because it's too much force. Like if it, especially if it's like really intense, like pounding, it actually puts a lot of strain on your yoni and like your yoni muscles obviously are linked to your face and it can create a bit of like you know, aging in you and like deplete your life force as a woman. So they would only have penetration like once a week and oh. every other day just be giving oral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really Fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense too about um, how you said the yoni egg, like using that and toning those muscles is you said that you looked younger now than you did 10 years ago because of your work with the, with the jade egg. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So there's a few short questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. The first one is, if you could hug your younger self right now, what would you say? Um, I would say to oh, that you are doing so well and not to worry about the future or what anyone thinks about you. Hmm. If you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? Mm. Oh, the book just came to mind. It was like, oh, it just came and then like went. Is what's that one? Oh my god, I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a tantra book or no? It's it's about like the soul's journey. Oh god, I can't even remember the name of it. I'll have to like you might come back to me. Okay. If you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet, what would it be? Um, you are so loved, just as you are. It's mm. <laughs> my favorite thing to tell my kids. <laughs> yeah. All right. So how can people connect with you and access your courses and find you online? Yeah, so you can connect to my Instagram, which is a new one because the other one got deleted. Um, so it's tantric.alchemy underscore. So that's the new Instagram. And then my website is tantricalchemy.net. And that's where all my courses are, the self-paced courses such as the Pleasure Principles and the Creatress. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. So Enjoy much. Tulum. <laughs> yes, I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Hmm.
That was really wonderful to sit with her. I feel like when I was with her in person here in Austin and then sitting in front of her today, like she's just, she's so luscious. Like she's really, um, you really feel that deep feminine energy from her that like, it's the open heart and the open yoni that's like inviting you into the depths. And um, yeah, it's, it's an energy that is so, um, it can't be denied. Like she, it, when, <clears throat> when you see her or when you hear her speak, it's like, you can't not pay attention which I think is what she's talking about with how we invite men into this work. Like we embody it so well that it can't be ignored. You know what I mean? So I'm thankful to witness that again today and to share it with you guys, with you people. All right. Want to thank our affiliates, the best toys for sex at dameproducts.com. Code Jade gets you 15% off. I mentioned when I was talking to her about the oral sex as a portal, I mentioned the clit sucker. So I'll use that while giving oral sex. And so I'm orgasming while giving oral and it's wonderful foreplay. I also use it just on my own at um, my altar. It's a suction toy, powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. It's called the AIR, A-E-R. They have lots of other um, tools, but this one is my favorite. It creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris so you can go all the way, right away, lots of ways, tons of times. And like I said, code Jade gets you 15% off. Then we have Pleasure Wand and Yoni Eggs. She talked about the Jade Egg and she does have eggs on her site. Um, I, my yoni egg, my jade egg is from wands, W-A-A-N-D-S.com, as well as my cervical wand. I use both, but like, um, I know I mentioned, I really need to become a bit more advanced in my practice with my jade egg because I use it, but um, I'm still learning. And I know she has a class on that. So I plan on, plan on taking that. And uh, the pleasure wand, though, the actual wand itself, it's pretty simple. Um, I tend to speak my intentions into it or what I want to heal. And then I place it in my yoni. And I'm going to have a solo cast um, actually on that and on um, what's come up for me in the midst of using it. So code Jade for a discount there. All things CBD at directtemp.com, a better way to CBD. They have so many different products and brands. It's not just one brand. It's the best of the best all on one site. Code Jade for a discount. And then higher dose infrared products. I love these women. I love their hearts and I love what they're doing in the world. I use my infrared bioenergy mat every single night. And I use my sauna blanket pretty often, a couple times a week at least, as well as my sauna mask. Code JADE75 for $75 off. Thank you so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. It would be so much if you would leave a review or share an episode with a friend. You can also join me on Instagram at Untamed and Unashamed Podcast. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember, you belong here.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.